right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Now, when a major event happens on a Saturday, it's hard to get things back in sync, you know, with a show like mine, because I try to synchronize the shows so they, you know, come together. I, I sometimes stagger them, so I do one topic and, kind of do a relatable topic. It's kind of a, it's a system I have. And sometimes when things happen, the system breaks, it goes out of sync. And so I have to get back on track again. Well, I've been caught up in the throes of a possible nuclear threat. And so I was obsessed for two days on the matter. That was last week. Uh, especially, you know, what James Ponder appeared on the show and what he said, and it, it, it's still affecting me. I mean, I, I took a break over the weekend to ignore or otherwise not even get involved with world conspiracies, uh, conspiracy theories, world conspiracy theories, what's going on. And then something happened, right? And uh, snapped me out of my rest for a while. And so I had to take the time out of my lazy schedule of doing nothing on the weekend to pay attention to world matters. What I'm getting at is, is that there was a giant explosion that ripped across the Crimean Bridge. It was a, an artery, I guess. It was a strategic link between mainland Russia and Crimea. And the bridge provided a road and railroad connection between Russia and Ukrainian peninsula. Now, this is uh, was a huge blow to the war effort to uh, the Russians, of course, to the Kremlin. Vladimir Putin, of course, angry about the whole thing. Now, I remember seeing all the videos and thinking to myself, whoa, this is a, it looks like a lot of damage, a lot, but there really wasn't that much damage. It was kind of limited, if you will. Because apparently traffic, both vehicle and rail traffic, resumed hours after the explosion. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov acknowledged the government had no timeline for restoring the 
12 mile bridge to a fully operational status from all of the video that was presented by the media. And there were plenty of observers online that were able to snap in real time what was going on. And they saw the explosion and thought that it was faked. I, a lot of people were always say, this fake explosion, Clyde, what do you think of this false flag? And say, wait a minute, it's not a false flag. It's, and I don't know if it's fake, but it's certainly worthy of investigating. And I suppose that, I mean, the overreaction that, you know, would cause a backlash, if you will. And I'm sure there's a lot of criticism from those who observed the media and how they handled it, but it certainly sent a message. I, I, I did send a, a, and this is a message maybe that a lot of people probably haven't figured out. Maybe the mainstream won't cover it, but what I've read, from what I've read, there was, uh, what I read was that there was a truck that was filled with explosives, blew up. It killed three people in a car nearby, and then... The flames took over a train crossing the bridge. That train was full of fuel. And it was only thanks to the amazing speed at which the bridge crews reacted that the damage was limited to only nine wagons, and therefore it was a much shorter segment of the rail tracks. I think they probably timed it. They wanted to time the explosion where the truck carrying the explosives would go off and then the fuel would go up with it. And so... You, you look at the video and you'd imagine that the bridge was in complete ruin with all the fire and, and, and in fact, traffic, as I said, was reestablished, both rail tracks, road tracks, uh, road areas, all was uh, back to normal in 24 hours, except they couldn't, um, they wouldn't allow heavy trucks on the, on the, uh, on the bridge. So in other words, this is another case of humiliation rather than danger. But even in humiliation, the danger grows. And as I had said, I think there's more to this, really. There is more to this that those shouting false flag, I think, probably can't understand here. It's, well, to me, it is self-evident that the Kiev regime would never have let the means, or they wouldn't have the means to, well, technical and political, really, to execute an attack without being told to do so by those who are controlling the war. And we know who's controlling the war. We know who's paying for the war. So it could best be speculated that those in control certainly gave help to Ukrainians, which again sends a message to the Kremlin that this is no longer a proxy war. It's a war where there are real demolition experts working for Ukraine, whether they be American or British or from some other NATO country. Such an attack right on the heels of the attacks of the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipeline shows beyond any doubt that the West has now set a course on total terrorist warfare. That's what this is. It, it, it's terrorist warfare. It's terrorism. It's the idea that one attack will affect in a major way. So you blow up a pipeline and Europe freezes to death or Europe starves to death. You, you break up an artery or you attempt to break up an artery that uh, where uh, traffic and trains can go. You, you uh, affect a lot of people. And, it, and it, it brings terror to people. They have to change their lives. They have to become refugees in their own, in their own uh, cities and their villages. 
terrorist warfare. And and if this is what we're going to be doing now, if we're going to be doing terrorist warfare, it means that there's going to be a significant redirection of the tactics that point to being similar to operations that we used in Vietnam and South America. It's the same type of operations that ISIS had pulled and several other groups have pulled. We're, we're borrowing from some of our old enemies and we're doing this type of warfare, which would be considered terrorist warfare. So as I said, this is a redirection in the war. This is a different, they're, they're fighting a different type of war. I mean, sure, there's missiles fire, there's planes, there's all that. But now we have terrorism. And that's the difference. That's what I see with this bridge blowing up. And, of course, the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. You've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month. And there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.